are joined in this segment by Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin. Uh, Jim, good morning to you. And uh, first of all, what, what are we going to do about this $14 million gap that we have in the budget? This is horrible. Well, first, good morning. Uh, it's good to be on this morning. I think this is the first time you two I have had me so. on, and it's, yeah. it's an honor to be asked. Right so on. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Let's make it. Let's make it regular. I got to You know, there's yeah. ten aldermen. There's a mayor, and we got to get them all on here so that uh, everybody in Springfield knows uh, knows who you guys are. So I appreciate you coming on. No. Well, it is appreciated because, you know, we all do have different perspectives, and it's good to have this dial- open dialogue. And, Absolutely. And that gives us everybody an opportunity to hear what we're thinking and what's going on downtown. And, you know, uh, I, I tell you, since last Tuesday, even before, really, uh, the budget's been uh, it's been really on my mind. Uh, you know, I, I expected uh, a $10 million-plus shortfall due to the COVID-19, and, and uh, you know, we've been given scenarios that show that the – Revenue shortfall is anywhere from 10.2 to 16.3. Uh, you know, so you know, I think a, a conservative way to do it would be, you know, say 15. And uh, that means some significant decisions need to be made by the mayor and the administration on on what and, and what and how we're going to fill that revenue hole. So we've we've got the budget director last week uh, telling us that tax increases aren't on the table. Apparently. Uh, so- well, and they should they shouldn't be at this stage. I mean, uh, you know, uh, this is a truly a unique time. Uh, I think it's it's very clear that a significant number of citizens out there are hurting, and uh, some you know haven't been working their regular jobs because of COVID nineteen. And and uh, you know, it, these are times when you don't need to tax. Uh, you need to find ways to make cuts. And and fortunately, the city's corporate fund, which is the fund that. Uh, uh, funds the operation of uh, things that we all feel, such as police, fire, public works, and so forth. And uh, that's where the corporate fund is. And it's 80% people, I mean, you know, that provide these services. So uh, those are some difficult decisions. You know, we've we've had issues like this in the past, uh, in particular 2008 and nine, the Great Recession, where we had to come up with a multi-million dollar cuts and uh, it is not fun it's not uh painless uh it's it's something that you know uh, and then i should reiterate i think i mentioned this at the council last week that uh you know the council was prevented with or presented with some uh, revenue projections and and our responsibility is to put together a spending plan meaning in a budget and appropriation ordinance that was passed in february of course <laughs> And it was a balanced budget, and we're fortunate where we have uh, a significant amount of, uh, of a fund balance. And uh, so, what you know, the the administration is tasked with, and Mr. McCarty outlined that they're, they're going to be forthcoming with their their uh, cut scenarios. And you know, there of course uh, we ask that the council be apprised on what those cut scenarios are, so that we can you know just know what's going on when we're, when we're asked by our constituents, but. It's really and it's really in the budget director and the mayor's hands and and uh, because the council passed our you know the, the spending plan already unfortunately the revenue the revenue projections uh, didn't come through because of COVID nineteen it's almost like you guys have to crumble that budget up and just start over uh, for for the rest of the uh, the fiscal year yeah. uh, but this is going to last into next fiscal year what kinds of sustained things uh does alderman jim donnellan believe need to be done not just for the months that remain in this fiscal year but moving forward uh so that uh, i guess the significant revenue decline impacted for this fiscal year doesn't necessarily impact uh years on the outside 
Well, that's a good that's a good uh, observation because anything we do that meaning if we don't make cuts to fill this hole, it's going to utilize fund balance this year, which dramatically impacts our beginning balance next year and, and uh, how we operate next year. Even if we were to sort quote punt and not make uh, significant cuts this year, it's it's going to hurt even more next year because every day that you wait is more money you have to make up later and. I can tell you that from from what I hear in my ward, and Ward Nine is is the northwestern part of the city. Um, people are concerned about really three main items: the infrastructure, whether it's drainage issues, sidewalk, streets. Uh, those are extremely important to the residents of Ward Nine, as well as police and fire protection. That is significantly important, and uh, those, as you know, are a significant portion of the uh, corporate budget. Exactly. Ward 9 Alderman Jim Donlin is with us. But you also mentioned, uh, Alderman Donlin, about uh, personnel being a significant part of that. And some of that is due to union contracts that, that, that might hamstring on cuts. You know, what 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 are we going to have to do working with the unions to try and get payroll under control or, or cut if we have to? Yeah, in the past, what has happened is the, the mayor's office has sat down with with the uh, unions that are impacted and in and, and, and put together memorandums of understanding in which both sides agree to, what have you. And, I mean, I'm sure that all those things are on the table. I think uh, Mr. McCarty last week was very clear that anything and everything is on the table and has to be looked at. And I don't think uh, they're in a position, you know, they won't be in a position this week or probably even next to make some hard decisions. But, again, the longer we wait, the worse it's going to get because, uh, you know, COVID-19, I think uh, we all feel that, unfortunately, that it's not it's not over and it may even get a little worse. Alderman, um, got a few moments here. Um, of course, sure. the budget issues are, are top of mind. But, you know, we've also, with the council roundup, we've seen uh, dust-ups with uh, debates and uh, some feathers getting ruffled and some statements being made that have been retracted or have been modified and, uh, some some pretty uh, contentious moments. How would you assess the uh, the tenor of of the council, not just inside the uh, the horseshoe there, uh, but even outside? Because surely you guys talk uh, and discuss things. Um, you know, of course, not outside of the uh, uh, open meetings act, of course. But I'm sure you have one on one conversations. How would you uh, characterize those conversations? Is everybody on the same page when it comes to making sure that uh, the best decisions are made for Springfield, or do you feel that politics gets involved, or uh, what's what's going on with some of the dust ups we've seen? Well, I mean, you look at the council and the makeup of the council. If you look at Again, we run nonpartisan, but if you look, Democrats, Republicans, you know, it's a, it's a fairly even split. And uh, so, from a from a political party perspective, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of our votes are, are that doesn't even come into play at all. It's usually uh, something the uh, when it is contentious, it's a neighborhood issue for one neighborhood or another, or or you know maybe a maybe a policy, you know, some kind of policy issue. But the super majority of the council. We talk individually every day. Um, we, we get along extremely well. I think a uh, super majority of the council, the number one interest is the interest of the city. And I, and, and, you know, and I feel it with, when I talk to these, these folks and on the council. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Uh, you know, we do have, as you're alluding to, we have at times uh, uh, a council member who, who uh, at, uh, and I think it's been, it's been said publicly, but uh, has uh, been very aggressive to other council members, not only in the chamber, but 
out of the chamber even more so, and and that is of concern. I think that's been vocalized publicly, and and something I don't like to see. Would you support um, having a, a uh, the ability for uh, a censure vote against um, well, uh, one of your colleagues there? Well, that question was put forward, and we learned that there isn't a process in place for a censorship. And uh, there is an ordinance that's going to be considered this evening at the Committee of the Whole that uh, would establish such a process. I think it's important that uh, there is a process in place so that if an issue does arise, that we follow that to the T. And those are, those are, you know, those are important things to do. You know. And Council Rules of Procedure, Open Meetings Act, all those things are, are important. That's why they're there. Should the censure vote, though, should it also include people who are out of order, uh, who may not um, adhere to a chairperson's call that uh, they're out of order or when the gavel gets hit? Well, I think what should be done is on a case-by-case basis. So when an issue arises and and somebody feels that something needs to be looked into and we head down that road, it needs to be done on a case-by-case basis. You can't generalize. and That's why it's important we have a process in place and and it would be followed. So really, having that process would, in a way, be a, be a protection for for I think so for some that may be you know accused of doing whatever. But uh, if a censure vote is is put up for uh, consideration, then there would be an unpacking of sorts of uh, what happened and how it led to that, and whether or not the uh, the council agrees to that. So it could almost act as a protection of sorts. Well, right, and there's been some. I mean, there's been some things that have gone on behind the scenes where I mean, I walked in on a I walked in in a yelling match. One alderman was yelling at it. Uh, one of the older women in, in Tim Griffin's office, our council coordinators, and it was alarming. And, you know, I, I witnessed that personally and, and uh, heard of others. And, you know, I received a call from one of my colleagues that I could just tell something was wrong in, in her voice. And and uh, she described that, you know, the, this other alderman, the way, the, the way that she was spoken to um, uh, was, you know, not only scary, but you could hear it in her voice. She said, I've been married, you know, over 25 years. And, and, uh, I've been married over 25 years, and my husband's never talked to me like this, and we've had some fights over the years, and, and that was alarming. So, you know, we need to keep in mind decorum is important, respect of others. Uh, you know, you hate to go back to 101-type uh, things, but sometimes uh, sometimes we need to be reminded of that, that's for sure. Absolutely. Alderman Donlin, listen, thank you so much for your time. I, I'll tell you what, don't be a stranger. We want to have you back on real soon, okay? Absolutely. Well, it's nice of you to ask, and I'm happy to be on. And and uh, you know, it, uh, it usually I'm usually not talking this much this early, so uh, nice to see how the day goes. So. It's our lunchtime, Alderman. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah there you well, go. It's one thirty. So anyway, thank, <laughs> thank you, Alderman. It. We appreciate you. Everybody, stay healthy. Thanks again. You too. Bye.